I always like to start a ministry with a scripture on joy. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and the first verse, Hannah said, I smile over my enemies. Praise the Lord. How many of you this morning look at your enemies and smile? Look at your disease and smile. Look at your devil and smile. Look at your problem and smile. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One man of God said it like this way. I believe in miracles because I believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hannah had an impossible situation. But she said, I believe in a miracle because I believe in the living God. That is enough for us to smile this morning. If you believe in Jesus, you can smile this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or think, even imagine or dream because the power that is working within our lives. Hallelujah. This morning, Hallelujah. Let's start with a smile. Let's not be serious. Let's be serious to listen to the word of God. But let us not be too serious. Hallelujah. What the devil is about to do. Because you are victory. Even before the devil acted. God has gone ahead and given you the victory this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before the young pen were thrown into the fire, God had jumped before. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, smile and listen to the word of God. If you could. The last time some of you married people did that was during the wedding when you took a photograph. Praise the Lord. After marriage, all the smile went. But today morning, praise the Lord, you can smile again in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Joshua chapter 3 and the 5th verse. Joshua chapter 3 and the 5th verse. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Amen. And Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. If you want to title this word this morning, the word is, Don't stop at six. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just to give you a context this morning, I took Joshua chapter 3 and the 5th verse. God is saying, prepare yourself. Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow, you will see the wonders of God. How many of you believe this morning? God spoke to me and said, prepare. Get ready. For tomorrow, you will see the wonders of the living God. Hallelujah. I thank God for the people who believe that. Hallelujah. This scripture has got a greater context for excitement than you just had. When the Joshua generation heard this word, they had greater excitement. What was the reason? Because God brought their fathers out. About 40 years before. And the Bible says they were numerous as the stars. God brought them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. But the Bible says by the time the Joshua generation. Comparatively they became few in numbers. Because of the disobedience of their parents. And except for two, all of them had died in the wilderness. God brought them out to bring them in into the promised land. God brought them out to possess to promised land. But the Bible says because 
of their worshipping the idols and moving away from the true God. In the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy 62-63, when you read, the Bible says, God kept them always in a suspense. How many of you are here? Look into your life and your life is always a suspense. Am I healed or am I not healed? Did I get my breakthrough or did I not get my breakthrough? Always in a suspense. Because there is something in your heart that is more important to you than Jesus. Christian life is not called to be a suspense. Bible says faith is the certainty of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Praise the Lord. When you have faith, there is a certainty inside. God has not called you to have a suspense. When you, God gives you the word, he said, I am faithful to bring that word to pass. But the Israelites were always in a suspense because after they see the wonder, they forget about God. And they go after their own winds and fantasies and, and, and idols. Idol is anything that you keep above Jesus. Sometimes you yourself can be the greatest idol, according to Ezekiel 14. What happened to the Israelites? They came out with mighty wonders, but they went out of the covering of God and the covering of Moses. The Bible says they played harlotry. They had adulterous eyes. They had eyes of harlotry. When I was praying, I saw adulterous eyes. I saw lustful eyes. If they had it towards idols, the Bible says they played physically, immorally against each other. Men giving themselves to men. Women giving themselves to women. They gave off their identity because they went away from the covering of God and away from the covering of Moses and this make me an idol. They told Aaron, make me an idol. And the, what came out of Aaron was a calf, a golden calf. Calf is always a problem. A golden calf came out. And they said, this is the God who brought us out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you imagine after seeing all the wonders and all the miracles... They pointed to a calf and said, this is our God. Will you ever do that? The Bible says, Israelites took all their gold, their money, and out of their money came out a calf. That's what happens when you worship money and not God. Praise the Lord. When you think that you can control even God through your wealth. What will happen is that you will have a distort image of your God. Praise the Lord. God wanted to have money. God wanted to have wealth. But when you give importance to money, then your God, what will you have is a distort image. He said, this calf brought us out of Egypt. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, the Moses who took a risk to go and face Pharaoh, they started complaining against him. Praise the Lord. I have learned 20 years back, it is a bad thing. The worst thing that you can do after hurting God is to hurt a man of God. When you casually take care of a man of God, God will take you care of you casually. When you take a man of God seriously, God will take a man of God seriously. God will take God's children seriously. Hallelujah. The people who came with much promises all fell in the wilderness. With unbelief, fear, doubt. They forgot about the covenant. They forgot about the blood. They forgot about everything. The Bible says they stood far away from the Lord because all that they could sue See, was thunderous lightning that was about God's glory. 
and they said it's so thunderous from wondrous to thunderous have you become like that instead of saying wondrous you are saying now thunderous i don't want i just come to church attend the meeting and go i don't want to get close to god because he's scary he will ask me more than i can a thunderous instead of what they would have seen after seeing all the wondrous should have been wondrous you know what happened from seeing miracle after miracle hallelujah they have come into a place of seeing nothing all that they could see was wilderness complaining murmuring competing and they have come to a standstill hallelujah praise the lord and it's been years that they have seen a wonder all the people in the israel died and here is the joshua generation stepping forward and after a long time god is saying prepare yourself for you are going to see wonder in the midst of you hallelujah this is the morning i don't know when was the last time you saw the miracle anointing of god over your life god is telling hallelujah after a long time prepare yourself get ready for you are going to see wonders in the midst of you hallelujah job 9 and the 10 says in a version his miracle surprises calls wonders his miracle surprises hallelujah praise the lord if you have jesus as your lord this morning you're going to have miracle surprises not a surprise christian life is not a surprise god doesn't surprise him once it is not one serendipity moment it is surprises hallelujah yeshuvine vishwasikkunavana oru albhutathil avan nirthathilla albhutangalalum adhyalangalalum veera pravartigalalum hallelujah praise the lord avan ninne hallelujah nahikkum praise the lord amen some of us have seen one miracle one was sign one wonder good that's the reason why we are sitting here but how many of you believe god's word is prepare yourself again hallelujah nee orungikko orikkal kude devathinte albhutangal nee kaanan poya praise the lord get ready this morning get ready this morning get ready this morning thus say the lord hallelujah amen just imagine the fish all the fish in the sea saying we want to see great miracles but we want to see outside of the sea outside of the water will the fish the fish can certainly see it but with seeing they will die if they go to see jump out of the water to see the miracle outside of the sea they die they might see it but they die in the same way God wants you to see miracles not outside of Jesus but in Jesus praise the lord hallelujah in christ you see the miracle you will live and live to see more praise the lord nee yeshuvine vittu hallelujah porathu poi hallelujah vellathinte porathu meen povunnathu pole yeshuvil ninnu maari poi albhudangal kaanan povanaile nee kaanuvayirikkum pashe nee marikkum praise the lord pashe the one who remains in christ he will see the miracle yet he lives hallelujah to eternity amen he will never die praise the lord so many people hallelujah only come to see miracles they see it they go back and they die but when you understand it is in jesus god wants me to see miracles amen hallelujah then every day i will see miracles praise the lord is miracle for you yes miracle is a miracle in jesus praise the lord hallelujah bible says in the last days false wonders false prophets false miracles will come yes it will come it will see you will enjoy it also but after that you will die praise the lord hallelujah that's why don't go after the miracles go after the miracle giver praise the lord hallelujah stotram stotram a butterfly is saying i want to look beautiful from a caterpillar i want to look beautiful but this transformation and all 
metamorphosis i don't want to go then how will you fly you want to fly high you want to look beautiful you have to go through the transformation of god's word praise the lord you want to see wonders there is a transformation behind it praise the lord keeping that in mind hallelujah praise the lord let's once again go to the scripture that we just read hallelujah praise the lord you shall see wonders the bible says how many of you want to see wonders in the New Testament, the Bible says in the day of Pentecost, the same people who spoke about storms, Peter who said, oh, don't you care, the storm is coming. People who spoke about thunder, people who spoke about shame, people who denied the Lord. When the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Hallelujah. And the same people who spoke about the storm had a new language and had a new tone they said this is that which was spoken through the prophet joel in the last days praise the lord you will see wonders praise the lord hallelujah glory to god hallelujah and he said this jesus in the midst of you who god attested with signs miracles and wonders hallelujah praise the lord this jesus is here inside of us praise the lord and they said these guys are mad they are full of wine and they said yes indeed not the wine that you are thinking we are indeed with the wine of the spirit of god praise the lord praise the lord when you are filled with the spirit of god when you are filled with the joy of the lord you cannot help it Hallelujah. You know that you are close to seeing God's wonders. Ah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you are filled with the new wine, the hallelujah, the New Testament church saying, this wonders did not finish with Jesus. It is continuing through us. Praise the Lord. The, ha, we have a Holy Spirit over our lives. We have an anointing over our lives. The same Spirit that was upon Jesus is also in us. It didn't stop there. It's continuing through us. This morning, God wants to do a wonder in your life. He wants you to know that it's not stopped with the apostles. It is going to continue through your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some people say, oh, it's in the Old Testament, Pastor. No. When you read Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, they said in 22 second verse, this Jesus is living inside. That's what you're seeing. If this Jesus is in this church, you have to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Praise the Lord this morning. How many of you believe that this morning? Rampa coro brontene mos perentono mos querentolo bontenesia temero brontene mes rontene mesia. Every block, I see blocks leaving your mind concerning. Hallelujah, the devil has put a block in your mind, blinded your mind from believing in the supernatural. This morning, the Lord, the Lord is releasing your hearts and say, you will see the wonders of the living God. Come on church, this morning, this morning, this morning, ulcers are getting healed. Hallelujah, this morning, stomach ulcers are leaving you. Hallelujah, even as you believe, signs, miracles and anointing will take over your life. Even the gifts of healing will take over your life. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you ready this morning? Are you ready? Are you ready? Jesus said, consecrate to this Jesus. Consecrate your life. Sanctify your life. Give your life. And you will see wonders. Hallelujah. Among you. Hallelujah. In your house. In your workplace. In your hearts. Hallelujah. In your home. Salvation will come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's the context of the people in the Joshua generation. And they're coming to Joshua chapter 6. And today's word is, don't stop on 6. Verse 1 and 2, let's read it again. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Amen. Do you still believe this morning 
on the promises of God? Do you still believe on the word of God? As much as with passion that you received 12 years back, 10 years back. Some people say, Pastor, I've started my walk 25 years back. That's okay. 15 years back. And my question is, do you at the present day as you are sitting on the chair, are you as passionate with the word of God as you were 25 years back? That's what matters. Ah, come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Serena Williams was asked, why you are playing tennis? You know, why you are such a tennis player? How did you handle the pressure? How do you handle it? She said, I handle the pressure because I just love tennis. I play it every day. I get up in the morning and think about tennis. I just take a racket. Doesn't matter who is on the other side. I just practice it and play it every single day. So when the grand slams come, when the pressure situations come, I'm so used to playing every day that I can handle it. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Do you believe and do you read the word of God every day? Praise the Lord. Do you love Jesus enough to read his word and listen to him every day? So then when pressure situations come, you will not quit and you will not leave. But your faith in the promises of God becomes stronger and healthier every day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some people say, Pastor, I'm starting something by faith. I like people who starts with faith. Even your Christian walk, you have to start with faith. But I want you to know whether you are fortitude enough to finish it by faith. Me, Vishwasatil Lotta, Thorangi, and then a Kurche, any Karayanda. Praise the Lord. I am impressed by the people who after trials and tribulations and problems still have the faith. I am moved by a Gladys Staines whose husband and whose children have been murdered and been burned with fire, yet had the strength to forgive the, hallelujah, murderers and still, hallelujah, come to that same place and preach the gospel. That is the fortitude. She said, what my husband has started, though God, the work he has started, I will finish it. Praise the Lord. There's a man in Calcutta who was murdered, the pastor of 6,000 people church was murdered. The Maoists came to his house at one night and asked him to come out, brought his family out. And I said, do you believe in Jesus? He said, yes. Say that I deny Jesus. He said, I won't. They took a big sword and cut him on his back and said, deny Jesus. He said, I will not. Second cut, his head fell few meters across he was martyred he died for Jesus Christ 6,000 member church became an orphan church so many people was asked to come and take over the church none said we won't nobody was willing to take over the church then the wife and the remaining daughter said if nobody is there we will take over if God has started something, we want to finish it. Praise the Lord. This morning, my brother, my sister, do you love the Lord enough? Do you trust the Lord enough? Do you have faith in God enough to allow Him to start to finish what God has started in your life? Praise the Lord. So many people have started their spiritual journey, have become very casual. All that they do is to come to church pay their tithes, praise the Lord, speak with a few people, and then leave the home and having a mundane life without having any purpose in their hearts about what God has called them for. Let me tell you, some of you, the Bible says in Psalm 90 and the 12th verse, number your days that you will gain wisdom. If you number your days, let me tell you, 
Some of you are sitting here will have 10,000 days to live. Some of you are my age will have 14,556 about approximately at 37. Hallelujah. At least by that time, I will be my dad's age. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says, hallelujah. Some of you need to number your days and see, see as much. Hallelujah. We believe to live to 120. But our best days are coming and going. And how have you forgotten that there is a journey to finish? Hallelujah. There are families, members to be given the gospel. Praise God. Some people think if you're a good person, if you have never harmed anyone, if you have ever gone to and see a church, and if you have ever confessed in the confessional, and if you have ever read the word, you will go to heaven. My brother, my sister, you're mistaken. Bible says nobody will enter heaven. Nobody will see heaven unless and until they have a born again experience. No good person will ever see heaven. And a bad sinner accepting Jesus will see heaven. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't ever think by being good that you can enter. Your righteousness is filthy rags, Jesus said. Praise the Lord. This morning, have you started the Christian journey? Hold on to your faith to finish it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Other day, one of my brothers sent me a, a clip, a video. Jesus coming soon. I didn't have the time to watch it. A long video. But then a thought came into my mind. What is the best way to prepare for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? According to the word of God. Let me tell you simple words. Coming to your local church. Because Jesus is coming to his church. His bride. If you are coming and listening to the word of God. Every Friday. Every Sunday. Go home. Meditate on it. Walk in it. That is the best way to be prepared. Without splot. Without blemish. Hallelujah. He is coming for his bride. And this is the bride. And that is the way to be prepared. Praise the Lord. I am not against watching clip or teachings about those days, things will not get you prepared. It will give you a theological understanding. But if you come to the church and allow the word to cleanse you and to prepare you and to make you without spot or blemish, submit to the authority God has placed over your life, there is no better way according to the word of the Lord that a person can be prepared for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you start, you have the fortitude to finish. How many of you want that? Too many people in their spiritual life, in their journey, stop believing that God can give them victory and God can give them a possession over the promised land. Promised land speaks about a victorious life. Jesus does not want you to somehow finish it. Hallelujah. He wants you to victoriously finish it. Triumphantly finish it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to finish it with a backache. Poor, empty, suffocated, bitter, unforgiving. And by the time that you are very ready to go, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who stands next to you. Praise the Lord. You curse him. You take his faith also and you go. Praise the Lord. We don't want to grump with a grumpy face. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some of our tombs, it needs to be written. There are no grumpy faces in Christian life. But some of our tombs, I don't know whether it will be written. Praise the Lord. How many of you don't want to go into the, go and be with the Lord with a grumpy face? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody is grumpy. They're not even saying a praise the Lord. Let me, let me open my mobile to get some new smileys. <laughs> praise God. Praise the Lord. Because too many people, they are quite hurt within. Somewhere deep within, they have made, I, I have stopped. Today I believe that God is going to encourage you. And built you once again. And reignite the fire inside of you. That where you have stopped, he's going to start. 
Hallelujah. Where the devil said it is ended. God saying it's not a full stop. It's an apostrophe. It's a coma. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is going to continue. There is a continuation in the Christian life. Look at somebody and say, we are going to continue walking for God. Hallelujah. Come on church this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second point this morning I want to tell you is, there is something called the expectation gap. We are frustrated most of the times because what we expect and what we experience are two different things. Example, your marriage. You expect to get married to a Romeo. After the marriage, you see, he was the frog, he is the frog, and will always be a frog. Praise the Lord. You expected your experience is different. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you married Juliet and said, I got the most beautiful girl of my life. But after a few months, <laughs> this smile. <laughs> you remember that famous word Jesus said, it is finished. You expect something to be beautiful. Most marriages are beautiful. It is meant to be beautiful. But most of the times, the frustration is because your experience is not according to expectation. So many marriages, I am amazed that even in born-again churches, people who know that God hates divorce, there are divorces between born-again marriage, I mean, people, a boy and the girl, both born-again. Because of simple problems. I can understand if the husband is unfaithful and the wife has committed adultery, I, I can find a reason for you to be bitter and divorced. Not any of those things. For reasons that cannot be considered as reasons. Their divorce is why? Because the expectation was something and the experience is something else. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you come to church expecting every person to come and encourage you, accept you, strengthen you, pray for you, speak kindly to you. But your experience is totally different. Praise the Lord. You think that, oh, I can catch a fire from somebody. You catch a hurt from somebody. <laughs> your expectation and your experience are two different things. And sometimes you are expecting something from certain people and you think that God has placed you in their lives but the experience that comes from them will lead you to sometimes depression quitting hallelujah and finally saying oh I don't want to follow Jesus again sometimes you expect something from God you expect a 90% mark from God for your exams as a child you get 55% you are hurt with God. You expect God to bless you with a baby. But the baby did not come. You are hurt with God. You are expecting on the promises of God. But your experience is something else. You expected a distinction. You only got a second class. Amen. It will lead us into frustration. It will make us upset. It makes us discouraged. But this morning, we are not going to quit. We are going to say, I believe in Jesus. I am going to trust in the Lord again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is the God of the gap. Hallelujah. He will fill the gap. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You look at your life. Just imagine you have a Samsung phone or an iPhone. You paid the price. You are expecting to download. 3G, 4G, 5G. Praise the Lord. You're expecting for a fast download. You're expecting for a good Wi-Fi. But then you bought the phone. It is not working. Wi-Fi is slow. Things are not downloading at the <laughs> pace in which you want. 
and you are upset. I paid the price. I paid so much money for this money. Why is the Wi-Fi not working? Sometimes some people come to church and say, this church's Wi-Fi is little slow. Things are not coming in the pace that I want. So we will look at, <laughs> we will look and see, go into Bangalore city and see which Wi-Fi is. Praise the Lord. You take a chakkar and say, oh, Petra Wi-Fi was better. And you come back. It is not about the Wi-Fi. It is about putting your faith in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't go for reception. The more you pay the price and something does not work as you have expected and your experiencing does not match with your expectation, you're, you become disillusioned, frustrated, and your faith level will come down. Is there somebody like this in this church this morning? Praise the Lord. Only I am there. You've got a backsliding pastor. Praise the Lord. God promised Joshua a land flowing. We are coming to the text now. God promised Joshua a land flowing with milk and honey. He says, from the day that they have been freed from slavishness, he said, I'm going to give you, cause you to inherit a blessing. Hallelujah. Now they are so close to it. They are close to Jordan. I mean, they're close to the promised land. They just have to one crossover. Just one crossover. Let me tell you in the spirit, some of you are in that last space. One crossover more for your breakthrough. Oh, come on church. Praise the Lord. One more crossover. But there is a Jericho wall in front of them. My question to you before I finish these three points, remember, what will you do with your personal Jerichos? What will you do with your personal Jerichos? Tall, high, strong, praise the Lord. People abusing you, intimidating you. It's a huge wall that no man can bring it down. And it is blocking personal Jerichos. It can be in the form of a sickness. It can be in the form of a financial debt. It can be in the form of a divorce. It can be in the form of a, 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 an unseen, an invisible enemy that is tormenting you and oppressing you. But you know that you're close. How many of you know you're close? I know that I'm close. I know this church is close. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. First point. The lack of time, I'll go quickly. Between the promise and the possession of the promise, there is always a problem. Amen. Always understand, between the promise and the possession, there is always a problem. And that is the time you will say, I will not quit. What will you do when God is speaking to you about something you have in the experience? He's saying you will have healing. He will say you will have prosperity. He will say that you will minister to the nations. He will say that you will have good relationship, relationship blessings. And what you see is completely different to what God spoke. God said, I will give you a land flowing with milk and honey. But what they are saying is a big Jericho, a big block. But this morning, how many of you will say, I will not allow the enemy to intimidate you. I will not allow the enemy to intimidate you or make me lower my expectation. I will keep expecting unto God. I will keep believing unto God. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to lower your expectation. Look at two people and say, the devil is trying to lower your expectation. Praise the Lord. Between the promise and the problem, the devil is trying to torment your faith. Other day I was seeing how the devil is trying to torment your faith. Even after God has said, 
you will cross over you will pass you will reach your promise you will get that visa you will do greater things for the lord there is something that is intimidating and the devil saying you you won't you won't you won't that kind of a spirit is leaving you this morning that kind of a spirit is leaving you that spirit of unbelief i rebuke it in the name of jesus you will be healed you will be hallelujah free in the name of jesus wherever the spirit of the lord is there there is liberty there is freedom receive it this morning in the name of jesus Oh, I feel the freedom of the Holy Ghost moving over the church this morning. Receive it now. The freedom to continue in faith. The freedom to walk in faith. The freedom to believe that if God said, He will do it. God is not a God who should lie or a son of man who should change his mind. If He has said it, He will do it. Hallelujah. Some people are saying, I will not trust or believe in the Lord anymore. I would just go to church, praise for some time, thank the Lord, put a little tithe, go back. Don't lower your expectation. That's what exactly what the devil wants you to do. Are you doing exactly what the devil wants you to do? Don't lower your expectation. Put your trust in the law. Bible says he's faithful to bring every word to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Contrary to what you are experiencing, say it with your mouth. My God will bring that miracle to pass. Say it out. Say it out. Let there be a new wine this morning over your mouth. Change your tone. Change your speech. And say, I will see the wonders among us. Joshua 6 and 1 to 2 says, Jericho was securely shut up. But before that, there is a word that God told Joshua. I have given the land to you. It's in the past tense. Before they faced Jericho, before the enemy came there, God was already there. He said, I've already given it to you. I've already given the healing. Before sickness came, he said, I've got, give, oh, come on. Sir. Before that divorce came, God said, I will make you another husband. I will give you another husband. I will give you another wife. Hallelujah. According to my image, according to my licorice, before that divorce came, come on. Praise the law. Hallelujah. It is only to people who had a divorce. Before your health problem came, God said, I've given you your healing. Before Jericho was shut, before they saw Jericho, God told, I've already given it to you. Before the death came, he said, I will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Before you got addicted to porn, drinking and smoking, God said, I have sent my spirit upon you. The spirit, hallelujah, you will see dreams and you will see visions. No young person, no old person will be addicted anymore. Let that chain of addiction be broken this morning. In the name of Jesus, God has already assured victory. Impossible situations are never intimidating to God. Before the devil thought about binding you, he has already made a release plan over your life. That is my authority as a pastor. I don't get intimidated. Sometimes the devil tries to oppress me and intimidate me. But then God opens my eyes and see the route that he had already prepared before the devil could bind some day. This morning, as the pastor of this church, I'm telling you, the route is here. It is in Maha. It is time to take the right route. Number two. What will you tell your personal Jerichos? Don't allow your perspective to get blocked. When you come into the church, what the devil tries to do is to block your perspective. That's why we start with praise and worship. That's why the church doesn't start at 11.30. It started 10 o'clock. Because you need to praise and worship the Lord so that you will have a Christ perspective. By the time I speak the word, you're ready to say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you don't have a perspective, the devil will say, ah, Pastor, we say Jericho. See Jericho? See the brick? Ahuja cement. 
I'm not against Ahujas, but whatever cement the devil built it, I don't know how strong it is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This morning it is going to come down in the name of Jesus. The walls of Jericho will come down and you will enter the promised land. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is to change your perspective. You come here with the weight of your experiences, your struggles, your battles. What will I do tomorrow? But your perspective, what the enemy is holding this morning, has to be broken. And your perspective has to come to see what God has prepared for you. Because Jesus, the Bible says, is on the throne and everything is going to be alright. 1 John 4 says, just as He is, so are you in the world. If He is in a place of authority, you are too in a place of authority. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe he has already appointed a breakthrough for you this morning? He has already spoken it before you came here. God brought you here because he already kept that breakthrough on the seat that you are sitting. Ha, I can see that. I can see that. That breakthrough is already on the seat that you are sitting. Receive it now. That miracle is already on the seat that you are sitting. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says was gates were shut off. How many of you sitting here, when you are able to enter, the devil says, keep out. You can't get in. A board, a big board. Get out. Get out. It's not for you. Get out. When God has given you complete victory, the devil wants to tell you, hey, this one for you. Get out. Hey, if you receive this word and all, when you go home, your father will cast you out of your house. So it's not for you. Stop saying, enough. Your mother will chase you out. Enough. Don't carry the Bible. Enough. Your community will chase you. See, that's a devil. If he would only enter. If he would only overcome that this morning. And say, I'm going to enter. I'm going to remove that stop sign. This promise is for you. I'm not going to allow the devil to intimidate me this morning. Praise the Lord. When you're about to receive that healing. The devil puts that thing which the doctor said. Suspected cancer. Suspected arthritis. Suspected. It's only suspected. This is already done on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's not suspected. It's healed. It's delivered. It's free. Hallelujah. The victory is yours because Jesus died for you on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. Praise the Lord. Number three, I'm going to finish with this. When you don't see your breakthrough because your progress isn't always obvious. Some people think nothing is happening. If I would just see some progress, I would have motivated to take a step faster. Just imagine if I were God, when the Israelites would, you know, ask to go across Jericho one second, thrice, and at least on the fourth day, I would have made that Jericho shake and allow at least few brooks to come down. Just to motivate them to come on the fifth day. <laughs> At least few bricks falling down. At least one brick a day. Something we know it's happening. Something is motivating you. But what happened when I don't see nothing? That's why my Bible says faith is not by sight. It's not by sight but by faith. Praise the Lord. The pure faith is believing. Praise the Lord. Even I did see nothing. I believe that God will declare and give you the goodness of the Lord over your life, over this church in the name of Jesus. Amen. Complete victory is yours. Even though you don't see a brick, a single stone falling down. Can you imagine the wife asking the husband, Oh, all of you went for battle. What did you bring? What did you see? Some, some wives are there. We can't help it. <laughs> wasting your time, wasting your energy on ministry and things. Praise the Lord. There are always people say, following Jesus is a waste of time. You know why? Because when you walk, and you don't see any result out of it. You know that you are walking and you are walking and you are walking. 
and when you know it's working, it's okay. But you're walking and walking and walking and seeing nothing. You will think, should I stop walking? Should I slow down? But let me tell you, if you keep walking by faith, you will see that it will work for you. If it has worked for Joshua, it will work for you. The God of Joshua is your God. You got into a married life, nothing is changing. You got an irritating kid, he's still the same irritating. <laughs> your finances are not changing after all your tithing. Your debt is still there. And the devil is saying, first day you walk, second day you walk, six days you walk, enough. That's my question. That's my topic. Don't stop with six. There is one more lap. There is one more lap. There is one final lap of victory by faith. Hallelujah. This is your last lap. Some of you are sitting here. This is your last lap of victory. Don't stop it. Don't quit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are looking for motivation. You don't see nothing. You know why? Because God is doing a deeper work inside of you. Because God wants you to have your focus less on the outcome and more on the obedience. Anytime God is expecting of more obedience, that means He is doing a deeper work inside of you. Obedience is your responsibility. Doing wonders is his responsibility. Amen. Walking is your responsibility. Working is his responsibility. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't see the progress, but God is doing a deep word inside of you. I'll finish with this. Joshua says, God told Joshua, after six days, you will get it. You walk one day, two day, three day, four day, five day, six day. After seven days, on the seventh day, give a shout and the walls will come down. But God does not tell the Israelites. God only told Joshua. And do you know that God never told Joshua to tell the people. God never told the people. Joshua never told the people that on the seventh day it will come down. They had to keep walking every day. They keep walking. Nothing is happening. People are abusing. Walls are looking stronger. Jericho is securely tight. Where is my promise? Will we ever get into our land? One day, Two day, three day, four day, five day. Joshua, although he knew the walls will come down, he never told them. Sometimes God tells the men of God ahead of the time that your breakthrough will come. But we will never share it because God is doing a work inside of you. You have to allow. You know why? Only in delay, we will know our true nature. Only in delay, we will know who we really are. So God will be silent. Sometimes men of God, all they they knew silent. Let's see who this person is. He is faithful. Is he true? Is he submissive? Is he teachable? As Pastor Joe said, let's test them and see what is inside. Praise the Lord. But this morning, I want to tell you, keep walking. Look at two people and say, keep walking. This is your last round. Say, keep walking. This is your last round. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's close our eyes in prayer this morning. Your last round. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes.